Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. I'm going to leave that in. Hey, everybody. Sweet. Welcome to All the Small Games, a weekly indie game podcast hosted by two gentlemen who love the India things in life. Jonathan <laughs> Valenzuela. Hi. And, and you are Andrew Levins. Uh, guess what, everyone? Uh, John took a week off because I said I was going to record a drunk episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, people seem to have really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was very fun. It's, it's a, one of those. Um, I do maybe like one or two a year where I'm actually like at one point I'm excited to listen back to it because I don't remember much of it. Sure, but uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, I invented a drinking game in which um, D- Joel Dusha, host of um, Thumb Cramps and various other Sans Pants Radio podcasts, um, the only person who was still at my uh, my birthday party last weekend at 11 p.m. Uh, because oh we started God. early and because we're old. Um, and because you know it's it's, it's suburban, you know we got we can't get the, we can't sing Blink One Eighty Two songs as loudly as we can all night. Sure, you got to give damn cops. A respite. But we, I invented a game where I made Joel go through my Switch library, which has just under four hundred t- um, titles in there, um, and he had to guess, basically pick games that he could he could accuse me of not even opening even once. And, right. Uh, I would say there's at least one hundred and fifty games on that switch that i haven't haven't even opened before <laughs> what was his what was his strike rate how well did he go i don't want to spoil it for you john i think you would really True. enjoy listening to that and uh you're, you're gonna have lots of spare time soon <laughs> yeah with the new baby actually no i did this when when we had when i had babies um i was I, I did was able to do like passive things like listening to podcasts video games not so much but when you're feeding um, a bottle bottle feeding your your your, your baby that's mm-hmm. that's a good time to to uh, to take in some media. So that's Get my in. gift to you, John. Listen Thanks, to me man. drunk. <laughs> I drop the baby in disgust. <laughs> um, I also put up a um, a little preview of our Bastion episode at the end of last week's episode. So if you haven't, uh, if you want a little taste of that before you think about signing up to our Patreon, uh, so you can get access to our hour-long Bastion special, head over to Patreon.com/slash. Um, all the small games to find out more. But yeah, there was a, uh, a preview of that episode on that nice. episode too. 
And if it uh, if it if it to pique your interest even more in our Patreon, uh, I believe our game of the month for this month is the Stanley Parable. That's right, um, a game which I played uh, many years ago on my Mac, and uh, I actually still have the same Mac, so I will be playing it uh, on the same medium, same format, same everything, Sweet. different excellent, medium. yeah, different um, ending. Like, yo, there's several different endings. It's a, a first play- person um, like comedy puzzle game it's very yeah. funny but like actually funny like very dry humor um and uh almost like like mechanical like the the humor is based is is it, it, it's it's narrated much like a bastion now bastion's narration is is a very unique kind of game mechanic um i feel like it is in uh in the stanley parable as well but this is more for for the sake of humor than um yeah. storytelling definitely yeah Great game. So, Looking forward to replaying it for the month. Yeah, but very much. It's so. not about it's not about the games that we uh, we are playing this month. It's the games that we've played in the last week, and also the games that we've found out about in the last week, because Ooh, there was a very exciting uh, nin- Nintendo Indie World. Yes, um, a showcase that they uh, air once every couple months. In fact, I think I read that this is like the nineteenth Indie World presentation. Far which out. is crazy. Okay. And like when you consider that, like yeah. Nintendo did like one proper direct in just on just under two years, um, which and was you know everyone was underwhelmed by the indie world showcases. I feel like there's always at least one, two, three games that I'm like, oh yeah, I'll definitely play that when it, when it comes out. Um, and uh, they're they're always fun. They always have like shadow drops and, and and cool things like that. Games that are available. I love that. You know, it, it drops later today. I'm like, yes, you've done it again, indie world presentation. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I, I, we, we watched it. I think it came out on Thursday morning. Um, yep. And uh, do you want to go through some of your highlights or the, the games uh, that, um, that, that All right, so the, uh, I did, I did a, a, a semi-detailed breakdown in our uh, the All the Small Games Discord. Mm-hmm. So I just pulled that up to take a look. Uh, things that really um, grabbed me, I mean, Oli Oli World looks super fun like i like the ollie ollie games i'm not good at them because of you know the gameplay mechanic of having to press b to land but ollie ollie world looks like an interesting kind of evolution of the game itself the art has kind of taken a bit of a level up Mm -hmm. it looks to be there's like a bit more of a story around it it looks like uh so definitely looking forward to having a bit of a skate in that um the the teenage mutant ninja turtles game uh, you know, post Scott Pilgrim versus the World, I think my my taste for brawlers has uh, has returned a bit. So for uh, the last ten all- years, yeah, it was <laughs> it was also wild to find out that the the like one of the developers is called Dotemu. Yeah, we, I've been saying Dotemu. Yeah, I've been saying Dotemu the entire time. Look at we the are egg the, on. We are in, we are come from the land of the emus, though. So true I and dots. Um, but yeah, it's, so, it's, obviously it stands for dot emulation. Yes. So dot but pronounced emu, yeah. pronounced weird. Um, <laughs> what else was on there? Uh, Do you want me to go through the uh, the shadow drops? Um, because uh, that's that's my the, you know the thing I I look forward to the most. Um, of course, the there was the games there was that are one available more, later today. Um, there was one more one, big title though that I want to oh, yeah. that I want to shout out. At the end, you know, they always get to the end and they're like, but wait a minute, there's one more game to showcase. This time it was Oxenfree 2 Mm -hmm. and my little brain just exploded. I was like, oh my God, 
I love the original Oxenfree so much. So to know that we're like going back to that world, getting back into that story again, I was just so excited about it. Yeah, so it's called um, uh, Oxenfree to Lost Signals. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe I should actually play the first one. It's like five hours long, right? Oh yeah, about five to six. Okay, I can do that. Con- considering my win rate for the games of the month voting, I should probably just make it game of the month next month and, and go three for three. I mean, I did purposely uh, yes. suggest a game that I didn't want to win so we could do Stanley Parable. <laughs> That's true. And, and 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 Cave Story only won because no one wanted to give the current publisher of Cave Story any money by by, by buying it to play it. Yeah. Even though you can you can play it free without giving um, uh, Nicholas said Nicholas uh, uh, the publisher any money, um, True. but yeah. So uh, the games that Shadow dropped, which I'm very excited about, um, uh, that t- two of them are well, actually all three of them are all games that have been previously available on PC. Um, two of them for like a year, one of them for many many years, and that is Fez, um, a game which I have started on my P- on my Mac um, many years ago, but never finished. And so I am like slightly interested. Maybe when they eventually do like a half price sale, I might pick it up and, and, and play through that. You know, it's kind of revered as one of the, the classic indie games, huh? Yeah, definitely. Very cute, colorful puzzle platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there were also two other games um, that were shadow dropped. One of them is called The Longing, which has been uh, made by Studio Soofs. Um, and it's a game in which you play. So I've got it. I've picked this one up already. Um, the, the, the hook of this is that it, it, the game is set over 400 days in, in like, so 400 real-time days. That's how long it takes for you to, um, to basically get the, the ending of this game. Uh, because in it, um, a king with his last uh, breath tells you um, this, like, very cute little, like, black, black, character, black, black and yellow character with bright yellow eyes. Um, you're, you're known as a, a shade, so you're kind of like this little guy that lives in the shadows and does your, your king's biddings. Um, he's like, don't leave the caves. Um, I must sleep. I will be awake in 400 days. And you can... I can effectively, having gotten the game already, I can just turn off the game and then turn it back on in 400 days and the king will wake up and I'll, I'll technically have finished the game. But you as a shade you have like this like cute little room that has very very little very few things in it you have like a, a, a kind of barren bookshelf with a couple books on it and they're all like um uh what's it called again when um uh books are just like anyone can can put them anywhere um when they're not like 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 disney doesn't own it for example it's like oh uh, uh like copyright free like uh, yeah, yeah. public domain Public domain. Thank you. There you go. There's a few public domain novels on your shelf. Moby Dick, for one, um, and you can just pick up pick up a book and start reading it. And so, like, if you want if you want to read Moby Dick on your Switch, you can now. Finally, all oh, right. Moby Moby Dickheads, <laughs> uh, we, we, your time has come. Um, but you've also got like a, a little fireplace in there, but you don't have any of the resources you need to to start a fire. You have like an easel and and like painting like stuff but you need to get like the paints and also you need to like look at things to be inspired to paint them so i guess the the gameplay is you slowly because the guy moves very slowly exploring the caves finding little objects and things you can do to like make your life of waiting better and then solving puzzles so you can access new parts of the of the caves Um, i sat down and i started reading a book and as i was reading it i noticed time moves faster when you're reading a new book for the first time. 
So I think the more you improve the shade's life, the quicker the waiting period for your king to wake back up will be. So I don't think okay. this, this game technically takes 400 days. It just does if you do nothing. So does the increased rate of time passing stick around even when you're not reading? Like if you've, if you've read for a bit, does it? No, no. It's, so I want, as soon as I stopped, um, finished the, one of the other books that was like 100 pages long, um, you can you can read along with with the shade, or you can just leave him to read in real time on his own. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So the time was moving quicker as I was turning pages, and then as soon as I stopped, it just resumed real time. Seconds. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Very unique. Um, the art style is gorgeous. Have you yeah. seen much of it? Yeah. I, I, I just just the trailer. The character design and set design, like they're so good. I love it. Mm. Great colors um, and uh, just an interesting hook as well. So this is definitely a game that inevitably at some point I will finish, but I'd like to think that I will finish it sooner than 400 days from now. Um, Speaking of like weird concepts for a game, um, a game that you uh, put in your top 10 games of last year, you played it on PC. It's called There Is No Game, Wrong Dimension, uh, a game done by uh, Draw Me a Pixel. Mm Mm-hmm. this is like a really meta kind of... I can't remember how, how you described it, but I remember you loved it. It was like number eight or nine in your top ten last year. Yeah, it's you sort of like... Speaking of narrators again, uh, you, you start this game and there is a narrator telling you that there is no game here, what are you trying to do? There's nothing to play, go away. And like encouraging you to quit out, quit out of the game and go about your business. So the puzzles you solve are all around like trying to get around the game from stopping you playing the game mm-hmm. and it's all done I mean it, it, it develops much greater complexity like beyond that it, it sort of journeys through a couple of different gaming styles there's like an RPG style in there uh, point and click adventure all these other things I I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it I thought it was very funny very well done and uh, was glad to see it in the um, in the, the yeah the indie showcase the, did you have you had a try at it? Uh, no, I haven't. I got it, picked it up. Um, so nice. I'm looking forward to uh, to going in because I remember how, how much you loved it, and it seems like my kind of my kind of fun humor as well. Um, um, I'm very interested to see what you think of it. Okay, awesome. Um, there were a few other games that I thought were exciting. Like there was nothing really on there that I was like, this does nothing for me. Oh no, maybe there were. There were a few story based games like Road ninety six. Looked kind of interesting, and both of the games that Annapurna showed off. Um, yeah, hindsight, I, was... I thought looks cute, but I just they don't really look like games. They're just more like storytelling through game. I was cold on the Annapurna ones a little bit as well. The um, last stop looks very narrative heavy. It's the one where it's like revolves around three people's different narratives, and like I think two of them have switched bodies or something like that. Yep. So vaguely interested by that, but hindsight. I was just a bit like, what is this game? I can zoom in and out of things. I like the art style of it more than the other one. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, Annapurna games are at least worth sure. looking more, more into than a, than a what 30 second trailer, if that each game got. It was very, very yeah. short. Um, Skull, I, also, I like, the, I like the, the look of Road 96. Okay, cool. Say. Yeah, there were yeah. some cool mechanics in there for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to Skull, the Hero Slayer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is I, I'm kind of a bit like disappointed to find out that it's a roguelike um, because this being like a you know slightly reminiscent of Hollow Knight style Metroidvania 
was much more appealing to me as as the uh, as I first saw the trailer. But I think as a roguelike, it'll be really fun as well. You play this mm. dude, this, like you're, you're like a, a skeleton who has like a bone that you hit monsters with. Very fun. Um, but you can also you you get different abilities by switching the skull that's on your body. That's right. And there's lots of different uh, skulls you can get. Yeah, to. it's like forty or something. Yep. Um, very cool to see um, Konami uh, publishing an indie game, a, uh, a sequel to one of their very early games, uh, Getsufumaden, Undying Moon. That looks really great fun. Apparently that's a roguelite too, though. Hack and Slash um, with like gorgeous um, kind of throwback uh, Japanese painted uh, visual inspiration. That was really fun. And um, there was a few like like little snippets of games like Labyrinth City, the, um, I think it's called Pierre the Maze Detective. Um, yeah, that was in that was in the montage of games towards the end. That looks really fun. Um, yeah, definitely. Style. I I sort of looking at it, I was like, this feels a little mobile gamey, but I'm well, thinking, yeah, look, yeah, yes, I know because I know there are like find find in the picture kind of games. Yeah, you know, there's that black and white one called like Little Guys or something like that. Little fellas, I don't know what it is. Hidden um, is hidden through history or something along those lines. Hidden but this through is the like, ages. This is like a Where's Wally game that you can navigate through as a character. Yeah. So that that looks cool. That's a cool idea for yeah. Um, but yeah, all in all, um, I'm, uh, I'm 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 excited about at least half of the games that were in the showcase. I recommend watching it if you are someone that likes knowing what's on the horizon. Um, I mean, obviously you are. You listen to this show, so why not watch sure. another one too? Um, definitely recommend checking out the Japanese um, uh, indie world direct as well. It was different; it had different games in it. Um, some of them are games that have been out for a while, um, like Nuts and Cake Bash. But there were a okay. bunch of um, of Japanese games uh, in there as well um, that uh, everyone should check out because they looked very very cool. I have no idea what they're called because it's just the Japanese characters in, as their name now, but we'll find out at some point. Shady part of me, I think, was one of them. That looks really cool. Look up Shady right. part of me, <laughs> or, or just watch the video. Sure. Um, so those are games we're looking forward to uh, in the in the near future, or featured in the Indie World presentations. Um, John, you didn't get to talk about any games last week, so why don't you tell me what games you've been playing Whoa. since we last spoke? Glad you asked, Levens. Mm-hmm. So over the last couple of weeks, it's actually it was nice having a week off because I got to like stretch my legs, play <laughs> play some other games that aren't necessarily small games, but I've been interested in playing for a while. Yeah, every time we but- record, I make John get into a crate and uh, yeah. squish his legs up up to his chin. Um, but then at the same time have like enough time to, to play some, some great indie games as well. Uh, first one I played is a new one. It just came out a couple of weeks ago by a studio a developer called Studio Fizzbin. Uh, they're a German developer um, and they've, they've had a couple of games out. They did a, a, I think it's a point and click adventure series called The Inner World. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have another game coming out later this year called Minute of Islands that I'm really excited for. But the game that I played was called Say No More. So it's Say No with an exclamation point and then more. Um, Everyone pause the podcast, go and watch the trailer for this straight away because it is a great trailer that like started out and I was like, this isn't funny. And then it got funny almost immediately. And uh, I think it's a wonderful trailer. And I, I, well, having not even heard your review of it, you may change my opinion, uh, but I really want to play this game. Yeah, I... Well, get ready for a review that will definitely make you want to play this game in that case because I, I've i had my eye on this one for a while. I think it showed up in a, one of the 
conferences, maybe an E3 last year or something. Definitely got on my radar. It's got very, like, very bright, colorful uh, graphics to it. Um, this, this, this sort of, I mean, that obviously grabbed my attention to begin with, but then when I saw what the actual concept of the game was, I was like, yep, I'm sold on this. So the whole thing of Say No More is you are an intern who has just joined a big company. Um, and it's, it's set in a world, I think, where the word no has been banned. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to say yes to everything, which means on your first day as an intern, you just get steamrolled by your manager or the supervisor of the interns who steals the lunchbox that your deadbeat roommate packed for you on your first day of work. This is obviously upsetting. And while sitting at your desk, a Walkman falls out of a vent above your desk. You put it on and listen to it, and it's a self-help tape of this really, like, muscly, tough dude telling you about the benefits of saying no and actually teaching you to say the word no because up until then, all you can do is kind of mumble whenever you try to talk. Right. So armed with your first type of no, which is a heated no... You head out on a quest to get your lunchbox back. So the whole game takes place on rails. You don't actually control where your character goes. They just move forward chasing the the supervisor. But people will get in your way and they'll have demands a lot of the time. So they'll be like, hey, I need you to make coffee for me. Which you then, all you need to do is press one button to say no. The thing is, it sounds, it sounds fairly simple, but the beauty of it is... When you say no, you, like, blow these people backwards. Like, it's almost like, you know, a projection of force that will, like... The person gets flung backwards, office equipment goes scattering everywhere. They go, like, oh, my God, as they fly away. It is the the sort of visceral pleasure you take in telling people no throughout this game is so much fun. Every time, every time you hit that no button, just the effect that it has brings a little bit of joy into playing the game. So as you go along, uh, you know, you chase your supervisor, you finally stop them in their tracks by yet saying no at them a number of times, mm-hmm. only for, once you've defeated them, the next manager up the chain to swoop in and take away your lunchbox because they're like, oh, I like this, I'll take it. And off they go and your chase continues. Throughout this, you learn a variety of different no's from the self-help tape. So there's the heated no, which you get to begin with, which is like a very angry no. There is the cold no, which is like you turn your head away and just go, no. There is the lazy no, which is just nah. And then there's like the wacky no, which is no. (laughs) You also pick up some secondary abilities, which is like you can really make your no devastating by doing one of these before saying no. And it's like you can... Nod at the person to to like lull them into a false sense of security. You can slow clap for them. Like there are all these different things you can do. Um, At the in the end of the day, there's no real like. It's not like there are some people in the office that are like this type of no affects them more than another type of no. It really just is. Maybe you want to use this type of no to say no this time. So there's not like. The gameplay is not incredibly complex, is what I'm trying to say. You could go through the whole game using the same no, and it would work perfectly fine. Um, While it starts off as just a simple chase to get your lunchbox back, 
it develops into this big story about like the CEO forcing everybody in the company to say yes because that's what she did when she was an intern and thus everyone has to go through the same painful experience as her but you sort of rally all the rest of the office workers to join you in learning how to say no Uh, and at the end of the game there's this really good message about how no is a very important word to have in a work environment like you know they're not saying say no all the time they're not saying never say yes again but understand that saying no is almost a form of self-care because it allows you to kind of discern what you do with your time and and what's good for you and and like that sort of thing so as i got to the end of the game particularly as someone who works in an office particularly someone who is constantly bombarded by requests that i'm like fuck i really wish i wasn't doing that um I was like the the message really resonated me at the, with me at the end, uh, especially when it is delivered with this like very wacky um, sense of humor throughout. Uh, it's got great voice acting to it. I mean, there's a few different voices for each of the office workers, but like I said, just the reactions they have when you blow them away with a no, and the kind of requests they have. There's there's this funny subplot where like. Generally, people come up and they have a request, but throughout the game, people will come up and be like, staring contest! And then you just have to not press a button for however long it takes to do the staring contest. Or could you and just that, yell it, no at them? You can and keep moving, but you kind of miss out on the, the wider plot that the staring right, contest okay, sure. brings about. Great. Um, I had a great time with this game. I really enjoyed it. It can be finished in like three hours, to be honest. Um but You've it's got, so like, glorious, like chunky 3D visuals that look yeah, kind of similar really, to like a PS1 really, or Nintendo 64 era 3D platformer. Um, polygonal well, I, I saw, character models. Yeah, I saw people comparing it to Mega Man Legends, which is, uh, I'm sure, is exciting for some people. Sure. Um, but yeah, like I, every, every game you mention that I enjoy, I always just say, I really want to see what you think when you play this Levens, uh, which I guess is like. That's the driving force behind this podcast. Um, but yeah, I think I think you'd have a blast with this. I think you'd really, really enjoy it. I noticed though when you talk about games at Disco Elysium, you don't say, I really can't wait to find out what you think of this. <laughs> I, I, like, I know that Say No More is a game, I think, where our tastes would kind of align on this. Whereas I think Disco Elysium, I genuinely would love to think what you, like, what your thoughts are of Disco Elysium. I just know that chance of you playing disco elysium is slim our government's not making it any easier john that'd be so funny if uh yeah if the government the government australian government outlawed say no more Hmm. or you could only play disco elysium once you had your vaccine for covid (laughs) so Um, no one's no one's gonna get to play that for a long time so that's Say No More. Um, it, yes. Is it out on everything or just uh, just Switch? It's ones? out on Switch, definitely. That's what I played it. And shout out to the devs for sending through a code for me. Um, Switch, Microsoft, uh, Mac OS, and I know it's on phone as well. So definitely Apple, Apple iOS it's on. Um, it's in the regular App Store as opposed to Arcade. It's one of those ones where I'm like, why wasn't this an arcade game? This yeah, is an example. Yeah, perfect. A perfect arcade game. Yeah, because it's literally like one button. There might, you know, and everything else can be handled by just swiping on the screen, essentially. So it's 
it would I would say if if you you know play on phone if you get the opportunity um, I don't think it would harm the experience any so yeah uh, it's, a, it's on uh, it's on um, iOS switch and steam yes uh, but yeah I, I this is I would throw a recommend on this for people if you're listening to this podcast pick it up give it a go Excellent. don't say no to this no say yes to say no more <laughs> Um, so John has another game that he's going to be talking about in a moment, but I'm going to interject with my game. Hit uh, me. Because I, uh, I've been playing a game called Kaze. I don't know. I think it's Kaze. Or you said K's, but uh, sure. I think it's Kaze. Uh, so it's K-A-Z-E is, uh, is the name of uh, the main character. And Kaze is a rabbit. Um, this is a game. Yeah, Kaze and the Wild Masks is a, a platformer that is very, very inspired by Donkey Kong Country. Not so much Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, but the, uh, the SNES games um, in everything but graphics. Uh, the graphics are like the kind of up-res 16-bit um, as opposed to like the, the fake polygonal 3D graphics that we had on the Super Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, a game that looks like a, a Shantae game, like, a, you know, th- those kind of very colorful, um, beautiful pixel art. Uh, um, iconoclasts, that kind of game. Um, but the gameplay is like, you know, just very, very tight platformer. Um, you'll, you will notice that Kaze has a four-letter name. Um, and just like Donkey Kong had to collect K-O-N-N-G in every level of Donkey Kong Country, you have to collect K-A-Z and E in every level of this game. Um, so you start out... Um, you and like your friend or sister or someone, another rabbit, you're exploring, you find this like magical thing and then the magical thing leads to your friend's body being stolen by like some weird creature and she, the, her spirit now follows you as like as someone that like, basically she allows you to take a hit, a second hit. Um, so you can get, you can get hit by enemies twice in a game when she's around. Um, right. She's like a, a red, little red spirit that follows you around. Um, you have uh, nice long ears that lend themselves to uh, turning into a helicopter, allowing you to hover over um, short distances. And uh, you can also do a spin with them that makes you take out enemies that are approaching you. Um, if you remember Donkey Kong Country, like some enemies would have like teeth jutting out the front of them. So you couldn't roll into them, but you could jump on their head. Or some enemies will have spikes on their head, so you can't jump on them, that, fun, that, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's very quick platforming. It's very precise. And man, the mechanics of this game are spot on. Um, the first level is very simple. Um, and I was like, oh, this is good. Like, you know, the mechanics are good, but the world's like a bit flat and nothing too exciting happens in that first level. And within two levels, I was being introduced to like new fun mechanics and like the wild masks in the title refer to a bunch of masks that you find in the world that allow you to turn into other kind other animals in the same way that like Donkey Kong would find a like a, a rhinoceros in a box and then you have a you, you know have the, the rest of the level riding on rhino back um, Kaze will find a bird mask which allows her to like flap and, and fly up and shoot out an attack um, and then uh, later on in one of the water levels like basically you play a water level as just regular or Kaze um, and you're like, man, the swimming mechanics are fucking awful. And 
10 seconds after you think that you unlock the shark mask which makes swimming so much fun um and he has like an awesome like when you're a shark you can bash into enemies um so at the end of each level you like obviously you can just like plow through the levels but that's not the point of these games john the point of these games is to be the disgusting 100 percent completionist that you are and Here we um, go. because at the end of every level um you have to basically you have to if you get a a gem if you get k a z and e you get there's um there's bonus stages that you have to find there's two in every level and that will take you to a like a bonus stage where um you've got to like collect gems or kill a certain amount of enemies in a short amount of time and then that that gives you if you get both of those you get a green gem at the end of each level um and if you get so i've i've finished the first six levels 100% of them and then that has unlocked a um a bonus level for the, the, the i guess the first world or whatever um, and it is do you remember in like the Donkey Kong Country um, and Tropical Freeze like if you un- if you un- got all the puzzle pieces it unlocked a um, a bonus level or maybe it was like maybe sure. it was maybe if you, if you got all the letters or whatever but th- the bonus levels were so hard and so were these uh, the first oh, level right. you unlock is a level where you jump onto the, pla- the first platform and, and suddenly all the platforms disappear and you have to do the entire level oh. without knowing where the platforms are um, oh, there's God. a few like environmental things that show that give you hints, but like I haven't been able to finish it yet. I just died that many times. Um, so you get yeah, you get you've got to get uh, the green gems from the bonus stages, the, the the yellow gems from getting all the letters, and then the final gem is one from collecting um, like little pink crystals throughout each level, and that you've got to get a hundred of them. So there's like elements of like Donkey Kong um, Country and elements of like the Rayman Origins games. Um, okay. It's kind of cool to play a platformer that is inspired by those games as opposed to like Mario or other, um, you know, like I feel like so many platformers I play are, are directly in- inspired by that. Um, this feels like decidedly inspired by the other ones. Um, and it has a lot of charm. All the, all the enemies so far are like evil vegetables. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, it really throws some really fun mechanics Um you die a lot um, in, in like, you know, now that I'm up to like around level 10 or so, I'm dying a lot more than I was in the first few levels as, as, as to be expected. But there's no life counter. Um, you, there's one right. checkpoint per level, but once you memorize all the parts you've got to do, it doesn't feel too punishing to be sent back to the checkpoints. Um, so far, okay. anyway. Um, and uh, there is no devastating jingle. Do you remember when you die in Donkey Kong Returns? da 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 yeah, that? sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I remember like being banned from playing that game when when Bianca was around because she would just hear that every ten seconds in some of the later <laughs> levels. It's such an obnoxious jingle. Will you Absolutely. come here and finish the level, yeah, Bianca? Exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it doesn't have a jingle. It's just like you know, you die and you immediately get put back to the, the start of the of your, your checkpoint. Okay, that's um, good. I really like this game. I think a lot of people were kind of dubious about it because it is like a uh, fairly unknown. Um, uh, developer, so it was uh, developed by uh, Soadesco, and um, sorry, sorry, uh, Pixel Hive, and published by Soadesco. Um, okay. And I don't really know anything that Pixel Hive have done before this. Um, in fact, Pixel Hive is also a photography app, so I don't think it's the same people. Um, Soadesco have published a game called Truck Driver. John, ring, ring, ring any bells? Love it. I'm downloading Wheel now. Farm, Hammerhelm, 
lots and lots of games I have not played or even heard. Oh, Tesla Grad. There you go. I've played that game. And Tucky Tori okay. 2. Okay. Yep. Tricky Towers. Ether. Okay, they've done a lot that I know of. Um, but yeah, Sweet. highly recommend. If anyone like me is a big platforming nut, I think uh, you will nut while playing this platformer. Oh, high yeah. praise indeed. Over that sexy does donny, it, uh... am I right, fellas? <laughs> oh, God. I was going to say, does it, does, does it hit different? Does, ugh, does it hit different because you have Cookie Star? Uh, yeah, like, I mean... Every time, actually, every time you finish it. a level, you're like, that's what's for you, Cookie! <laughs> well, while I was playing it, he did jump up on the, on the couch and then, and then start biting my pocket. Um, so right. It, does, it definitely hits different. You're right. Right. He wasn't really a good luck um, charm. Cool. Yeah. So that's Kaze and the Wild Masks. <laughs> More a hindrance. You, yeah, definitely. Because um, it's cute, but you don't want to just like slap him away. Like, sure, of course not. Yeah. He also, actually, while I'm, I was playing as well, he discovered that he can reach the pot plant that's on my TV cabinet. And I had to oh, pause wow. the game because he can reach it. And rabbits shouldn't eat house plants. They're very, um, very poisonous. He can reach it but he can't actually get up there. And he tried to get up there and he stacked it so hard. It was so funny. So I had to pause it to, to, to move the plot plant. So he stopped trying to get up there. It's been there Aww. for months though. And he's never tried to get it before. Today he was like, he, he must have seen Kaze jumping around and, and gotten sure. inspired. <laughs> he's like, I know there's an invisible platform around here somewhere. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, very cool game. John. Sweet. Tell me you got another cool game for me. Uh, I do, I do. So this week I saw that um, the sequel to a game that I've played uh, in the past uh, mm-hmm. called The Dark Side Detective. They, uh, yeah, they dropped the second one this week, The Dark Side Detective, A Fumble in the Dark. And um, so I went in, grabbed it on, grabbed it on Switch, because uh, it's kind of just, it's exactly what I wanted to play at the moment. So it's a, like Dark Side Detective is a episodic point-and-click adventure game where you play the eponymous Dark Side Detective, um, Francis McQueen, I think his name is. 
He uh, he is a detective that looks specifically into paranormal events. So, you know, ghosts, ghoulies, demonic possession, all that kind of stuff. Um, in this, in uh, Fumble in the Dark, there are, I think, six cases for you to play through and the promise of more on the way. So they'll definitely update it at some point with some more c- cases to play. Uh, it was great. It was like slipping back into... Um, it's very, very similar to the first game. It's like small amount of locations, small, like... The way I think of it is like Gato Rabato is to Hollow Knight as... Um, a, fi- a five minute the, Metroidvania. Sorry, a five hour Metroidvania or three hour Metroidvania. Yeah, this is, this is what a three hour. The dark side, the dark side detective is to like a much bigger point and click. Uh, it's got a fantastic retro style to it. That really, really chunky pixel kind of style. Um, good sense of humor about it as well. It's very simplified UI. Like it doesn't have your classic sort of you know. Open, close, push, pull, give, take, etc. <laughs> interface. You just interface directly with the items. If you can pick it up, he'll pick it up. If you can use it with someone, it'll use it with someone. That kind of thing. Uh, it's very heavily... Like, it is very much a continuation of the first one. The first case is actually, like, the second half of a story that was started in the first game where you're trying to find your, your partner... Officer Dooley, who got stuck in the dark side in the last uh, game, and all throughout the um, all throughout the cases, there are like flashbacks to previous things that happened in the first game. Uh, so that I feel I I kind of even though I played the first game, it was quite a while ago. So I was sort of like, oh man, okay, I should go back and play it again to pick up where I was last time. Um, but obviously. That that is kind of that's a back burner move that can happen if I absolutely run out of any games, but um yeah I like I've I picked up the Bioshock collection on Switch recently, because um, it was on it was on sale and it was cheap as chips and I've been wanting to replay them, and that is just like I'd forgotten that the first two are basically horror games, so I've been sort of gritting my teeth and playing through those, <laughs> and this kind of coming out I was like perfect. Nice little, nice little holiday playing like this. This gently humorous, very retro point-and-click, you know, adventure. The puzzles are not terribly hard. A little bit of logic and a little bit of looking around, but at the same time, the, because it's not huge levels or anything like that, you can slightly brute force it, and it does yeah. have that. It does have that quality of life uh, that a lot of sort of newer point-and-clicks have, where. If you press the less the the left button on the D-pad, it'll show you everything on the screen that can be interacted with. So you're not just clicking around randomly trying to find what to do. You can actually go like, oh cool, I can interact with that. Let's do that. Um, if you like point-and-click adventures, and I understand that that is a a shrinking audience in this <laughs> day and age, um, it's you know it's old heads like me keeping the dream alive. But if you like a point-and-click adventure. I definitely recommend checking out the Dark Side Detective. It's uh, it's 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 a good little playthrough. Yeah, unreal. Glad it was as good as the first one. Yeah, I think that developed yeah, a, a big, by people love uh, like you know replayability, and I think this is maybe the rarest game that inspires replay, r- rarest type of game that people want to replay. Right? What point and click adventures? Yeah. 
Or, yeah, I guess it's like it's like watching a movie again, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Except yeah. to 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 move the movie along, you need to solve a puzzle. Yep. But um, it's out on it's out on Switch, Windows, I guess Steam, Switch and Steam. Uh, developed by a group called Spooky Doorway, who I think formed just to just to make um, the Dark Side Detective games, but published by Akupara uh, Games, who you might know better as the publishers of Desert Child, oh, yeah. a, uh, an, Aust- an Australian developed game that we're both both big fans of. Uh, they also did. They also published Mutazione, uh, which was one of the launch games for Apple Arcade. And uh, among many other games, a game called Spinch. Did you ever see Spinch? Oh, yeah. I played. I played and reviewed that for the show. It was pretty fun. Yeah, like colorful, colorful psychedelic platforming game. Hmm. Um, yeah, so so some good pedigree there. Unreal. Um, well, uh, I have uh, first some incredible news, and then some emails for us to go through. What, what do you want to do first? Sure. Uh, I mean, look, you, like you didn't call them incredible emails, so let's start with the incredible news. Are you ready for the best news of the week? Sure, John Valenzuela. This is our sixty ninth episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna do. You stay where you are. I'm gonna do this rest of this episode upside down. Right. <laughs> Um, and now we go to our emails. If you want to email us, you can email us at allthesmallgames at gmail.com, just like Dylan has. Dylan says, hi, Levins and Valenzuela. I love that you, for the first time in your life, are having people call you Valenzuela, just because I go by my last name. Yeah. <laughs> did, that that happen, like, did it happen in school? D- no, never. Yeah, right. <laughs> A few people, like, pronouncing it was already hard enough. Thank you, thank you for taking the time, Dylan. I would, uh, I would, I prefer it if people started calling John Johnny V. <laughs> oh God, your greaser name, <laughs> you son uh, of a bitch. Dylan says, first off, happy birthday, Levens. Secondly, play Viva Pinata. Um, honestly, I think Archie would like it. I adored, I adored Viva Pinata as a kid, and the colors, themes for the animals—they all have food or candy-themed names. A deer is a donut. There are pro-fight moles. You get the idea. Okay. There you go. I, I, the, the, the subject was Viva Pinata because um, we talked about it two weeks right. ago as a game that neither of us know anything about. Maybe I will, Dylan. I do need a new game to play with Archie and Tilly before we go to school every morning. So I was thinking about Say No More, but maybe after I've played that, we'll go to uh, Viva Pinata. Uh, the final email comes from um, Abhishek and his name. He's, he, okay. I haven't read this one before and I'm, I'm already laughing at the beginning of it. So the um, subject is called Gaming on Vacation. Hey boys, I sent this email to those fuckheads at Filthy Casuals over two years ago and never got a response or shout out. Let's see if you're better. See below. So thank you, Abhishek, for sending us your sloppy seconds. Um, yeah. He says, uh, I recently went on holiday to Cancun with my girlfriend and brought my Switch along to play on the plane, as well as while in Mexico. Okay, first of all, dude, you got to at least admit it. It wasn't recently. We're talking three years ago at this sure. point. Long story short, playing yes. while traveling is always fun and a great way to kill time. However, I felt a bit silly while laying out on the beach next to thousands of people suntanning, drinking a pina colada while trying to get up, get Madeline up Celeste Mountain. 
The sun was shining bright, so my screen brightness was jacked all the way up. Not great on the battery. The glare was pretty brutal as well. There is sand and water everywhere on the beach, so I'm always a bit nervous while having it out. Whenever I stash my device in my bag to take a dip in the water, my eyes are always anxiously locked onto the bag so no sneaky characters walks off with my $300 console. Basically, it isn't very feasible. I'm obviously there to spend time with my loved ones, not play games, but I couldn't help but feel that my time was better spent crushing Celeste than getting my tan on. Growing up, my parents would have for sure not let me bring a console down to the beach. Maybe a Game Boy would have come along for the journey, but it would be put away for the duration of the vacation. Now, as a grown man who can make poor decisions all by myself, I have the freedom to play proper console games everywhere I am due to to the convenience of the Switch, but I find myself wondering if this is the best use of time on holiday. Thoughts? Chic. Start start with your thoughts, Levens. I'm digesting this one. Okay, uh... First, oh, look, he did personalize it. Sorry. He goes, thoughts? Sorry for the lengthy email. Keep, in brackets, small gaming. I doubt he would have said that to the filthy casuals. He probably just took no. uh, took the word filthy out of it. Yeah, I was thinking. Keep, keep filthy, filthy gaming. gaming. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, like, bringing a switch to the beach anywhere where there's sand is just, like, you should be arrested, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think... On I'd, holidays, though, like, I'd accept I mean, I, hotel pool. Even then, I don't know. They're, like I bring books, um, so like even though I do most of my reading on the iPad, I'll have a few, sure. a few volumes of manga that I have like you know on my on my shelf waiting to be taken to the beach or holiday or pool, and uh, that's when they come out. I, I like reading by the pool, but um, maybe I'd play an Apple Arcade game by the pool or at the beach. I certainly have in the past, but an actual console. That can be like ruined forever if it, if one single grain of scan, sand gets behind the joystick. Uh, yeah, that ain't happening, Chief. Yeah, I'm with that. I I'm definitely a book at the beach kind of person because I know that you can drop a book in sand and it's not like the letters will disappear. You can still read that bad boy. Afterwards. I mean, you can drop drop a, drop a book in the water, and you know, given time and patience, you can get that book to it back to at least sixty percent of what it once was. Definitely. I think it's it's very heavily based on, like, obviously a beach holiday is terrible for that kind of gaming. I think if you were doing, like, if you were holidaying maybe in the, the, the like, a country kind of setting, like, if I was up in the Hunter Valley, like, wine country, you, you, you better believe I'd be playing some Switch Among Them grapes. But beach, beach, is a, beach is a wild, risky move. I bring my like I've, I've I had like a, a staycation last week and I brought my switch but I didn't get it out once, um, and I've gone yeah I've taken my switch overseas on most family holidays but haven't played it a single moment but it's always there just in case. Of course, but the the stars will never align when especially when when you're when you're a dad uh, with children, um, obviously. Um, but yeah, being away with them like the, the the likelihood of you actually being able to play a game uh, while on holiday is extremely slim. Um, even true, though that's like true. my ideal holiday activity. <laughs> yeah, definitely. R and R. But hey, if you need if you need a game, bring a bring a card game. That's a good that's a good beach beach activity. Yeah. Um, or yeah, Apple Arcade game. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you absolutely have to, uh, those are those are good recommendations. I reckon because neither will be terribly affected by sand. But bro, you're surrounded by sand. You could build your own Celeste Mountain. And then rescue yeah. a rescue a crustacean, uh, or, or steal a crustacean from the water, and have him become your Madeline. Or your Battle Line. Oh, true. 
Get running both. after you, snapping away with them claws. <laughs> Um, hey, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of All the Small Games. We record an episode every single week, and we love it when you listen to them. Uh, plus, also love it when you get in touch with the show, just like those guys did. And you can email us at allthesmallgames at gmail.com. If you would like to get more of us, and you absolutely can and should, uh, you, you can head to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash allthesmallgames. As we mentioned earlier, we'll be doing a, uh, an extra episode uh, very soon, all about the Stanley Parable, and there's already uh, an over one hour long episode going through uh, the history of the game Bastion, made by Supergiant Games, and uh, our thoughts on every little piece of that game. Um, we'll be playing the Stanley Parable um, together over the next few weeks, um, and when I say together, I mean John and myself with our very, very cool Discord community. If you would like to join, again, join that Patreon um, at patreon.com slash all the small games to have a community of people who love discussing indie games 24-7. If you need some recommendations for any console, that's the first place you should turn. Um, John, yeah. if you want to find John Levels. online, you can. It's uh, on Twitter, isn't it, John? Yes. Twitter and Instagram at 16tacos. 16-T-A-C-O-S. What about you, Levens? Where can they find you in these on, places? On all platforms. I'm at levdog. Um, including platforms that I had on my phone for less than a week and then decided I'm too old for this, like Clubhouse right. and TikTok. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> I've got to park that domain, bro. Oh, of course, yeah. Can't have, can't have imposters coming up. Uh, but just, just, for, just for clarity's sake, that's L-E-V-D-A-W-G. Thank you so much. Uh, and, of course, the show can be found nice. on uh, Twitter fa- and Facebook. Um, at all the small game on Twitter and uh, facebook.com slash all the small games on Facebook. Come and find us, come and talk to us, come and support us if you are able to. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week. John, do you know what you'll be playing? Um, I think I'm going to dip my toe into Rain on My Parade. Yes, a new game where you play as a cloud um, and ruin yes. everyone's days a la Untitled Goose Game. That's on uh, Switch and it's on Game Pass actually as well. Mm. That's that is where I will be enjoying it, and uh, that that one I definitely have. And uh, I don't know, I'll cast my eye around and see if there's anything else that uh, catches my fancy. I could also wind up playing "Hey, My Child's Being Born." Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, you, you're due like th- this week, right? Next this Friday. Terrifying. This, this this Friday is due date, so it could be any time before or after that. Uh, but I'm telling Joe to uh, my wife to like. Don't do anything that might trigger it because we still have some things we need to take care of. My kids were three and four weeks premature. So. Holy crap. Yeah, when, I, when Tilly was born, I was recording a promo video for Sydney Bars uh, in which I had to go to six different venues and film myself doing multiple takes, drinking cocktails and glasses of wine. And oh when I got a text that, hey, I, I think I'm going into labor, I was so hammered that the <laughs> the filming crew had to drive me home. Oh shit! And thankfully, like the early stages of labor, B was able to manage while I like slept myself into a, a some somewhat of sobriety. And um, Tilly was born within within less than half an hour of us finally getting to the hospital. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, she was quick. Um, Damn. Well, I'll but, have I'll have one of my own stories like that soon. Uh, Start drinking, John. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I just got to land a gig talking <laughs> yeah. about Sydney nightlife or something. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing a game called Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Oh, com- yeah, me as well. Um, uh, it's a looks like a very fun and humorous and strange game um, that I'm looking forward to getting into. 
Definitely. Same here. Just, just the title alone. Yeah, exactly right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.